0: Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Becoming More Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Yo, also known as Becoming Brett on Instagram and Facebook. Um, during this show, I'm going to talk about my own story of how I am becoming Brett, um, or how I've lost nearly 250 pounds at this point, uh, throughout my journey of almost three years. And uh, To begin the show, though, I want to talk about why I decided to start a podcast. So, I've listened to a number of podcasts over the years. Uh, I actually hosted a podcast about seven years ago. It was focused on movies called The Film Jury, which you can't find any episodes of anymore. But I wanted to give back to the community that I've gained so much through these last three years, mostly the last year and a half. I've made some good friends. I've shared successes and failures along my journey as well as supporting others. And I thought that maybe uh, spotlighting other stories uh, each week would be a good way to give back some of what I've gained myself. So each week um, we'll release on Thursdays as you're hearing this on a Thursday. Um, So we'll release and we'll spotlight one person or maybe a group of people like a round table or something not really sure exactly how that'll go at this point but we'll figure it out um so we'll hear their stories how they've you know changed their life or how they're helping other people change their lives because it might not just be that they're the person doing it It might be the support system they might be a health professional but it takes a village to really become holistically um in better shape better health better mindset. It's not just one person, cold turkey, going to do it all at once. So over the course of an episode, usually about up to an hour or so, um, we'll, we'll get into it and we'll discuss all kinds of things like the background from childhood, you know, how they, how they became as large as they did or as unhealthy as they did. And then we'll go about how they changed their mindset, how they changed their nutrition, how they changed their whole outlook um, and as, as we get into it, you know, we'll, we'll hear some amazing stories from some amazing people. And I, I hope you'll come along with me as we go through these each and every week. Um, and I have some basic questions I'll ask, but each week, you know, it'll be tailored to the guests who some of them I know, some of them I might not, and we'll kind of get to delve into their journey together and you'll hear my questions and I hope you'll, uh, send me a send me some messages on Instagram, Becoming Brett or Becoming More Pod. Uh, you can DM me on either and send me some questions if you have something, or if you know someone you think might want to be on the show, you know, reach out. I'm always open to hearing who could be a good guest because I, mean, I have my list of people that I've known for a while, but I'm always looking for new, new uh, people to, re- to talk to about journeys because everybody's journey is different. And every single person brings something valuable and different to uh, anyone's journey. You know, you you meet a friend who does something different and you might want to try it. You might want to try aspects of what they're doing. Maybe you're not keto, but you take aspects of keto recipes, for instance, or you don't walk say 10 miles a day, but you walk five miles a day or you know, you're you're you go to the gym two to three times a week, but you're not there five times. You know, you're taking pieces of other journeys that are beneficial to your own, and that's kind of what I've done over the course of my t- my couple of years here doing this journey. So uh, I'm about to go into my own story, but again, uh, follow the podcast up, becoming more pod, and follow me at becoming Brett, and let's get the conversation going. So this is the, really the beginning of what every podcast will be. And my questions are pretty similar um, for each episode. And the one question I ask is, you know, I want to know, I'll ask the guest, you know, what, what's your elevator pitch or your bottom line of how far you got past a healthy state and now, and where you got to before you started to change. And mine is that on December 31st of 2016, I suffered a pulmonary embolism and weighed in at my heaviest of 623 pounds. Uh, that was my heaviest recorded weight period, um, and that's really where I started to want to change my whole life. Um, so that's the that's the bottom line, as Stone Cold Steve Austin would say. But really, my story goes back to 1983. So that's the year I was born. Um, I remember not being fat when I was young. So I have pictures of when I was in, like in preschool, kindergarten, that type of time. And I wasn't really fat. I wasn't really like super skinny. But I was you know, average, I guess. I was tall. I've always been tall. I'm 6'2". Um, so but I remember specifically when i was eight or nine this was like 1992 let's say summer 92 went to the philadelphia zoo Maybe It was 91 either way 92 91 i went to the philadelphia zoo and i sat on this like um, hippopotamus statue or rhinoceros statue that all kids like just would sit on take pictures and all that and i remember i when I got the picture back i saw this picture of me sitting there and i just looked so heavy you know i did not look thin or average and that was like the first time I can remember like really seeing myself as fat um I I would get picked on at school um by people that probably don't even remember that they did it because you know you're like in kindergarten first sorry second grade um and actually after second grade I left the public school I went to I went to uh, private school Catholic school um for the next 10 years I graduate high school um but anyway so this Philadelphia zoo, I realized I was big. I didn't really, it's just what I knew. Um, we have a number of bigger people in my family. Uh, my, and I lived with my mom and my grandfather and my brother and my grandfather grew up in the depression. And so he, you know, he lived through having bread lines, things like that. So food was always, let's say plentiful, uh, growing up and, he so I don't blame him uh, it's probably there's no one I care I love more than him even though he's no longer here maybe maybe my wife and my child uh, but but um, he was very influential in my life and so over time like I, I just always had food around so I just ate it and I remember by the time I was 12 I weighed 200 pounds which was a lot I mean I was Again, tall, so it kind of doesn't look that bad. Um, I weighed, I was probably about, I was like six feet tall and I was 13. So um, around 14, I hit 300. I was 400 probably in my late teens, like uh, towards the end of high school, maybe, maybe like in the mid to high threes, which is where I am now in my, you know, in my late thirties. Um, and then I hit 500 around 25 and I hit 600 around 20, I'm guessing 28 to 33. I don't really know when I hit 600 because I didn't have a scale that weighed me for a long time. I got the, the XL 700 scale, which is very popular and uh, among people that weigh over 400. And I, I got that for probably when I was around 30-ish, 32, and I had the polymer animals at 33, so it wasn't that long. But I didn't go on it much, and then I did, and I was shocked because I always thought I was like four fifty, and I was well over five fifty, really like five eighty to six ten a lot. Um, so as far as my background, other than weight, um, I two thousand two graduate of high school went to a school in Reading, Pennsylvania called Holy Name High School graduated from Penn State uh, with a bachelor's degree in security and risk analysis, which is information security. Uh, And I also have a master's in cybersecurity that I got in 2015, a year, about a year and a half before I had my pulmonary embolism. Now, as you can see, I'm not lazy and unambitious. I definitely have goals. I have, I've had success in my career, Uh, house, like I don't, it wasn't just cause I was sitting on the couch in my parents' basement or like you see on my 600 pound life. I just got really, I've come to the terms that I just had a food addiction and I still do. Um, it's very hard to get around it because you always want stuff you're not supposed to have or stuff that you know, isn't going to help you as much. Like, yeah, I'd love to have Dairy Queen every day, but I know that's not the way I want to go. So the timeline of what happened, uh, what led to my pulmonary embolism is in 2016, I had a couple uh, things that happened. So uh, in August of that year, I went to Cape Cod, went to Boston, and I even saw Coldplay in concert at Gillette Stadium where the New England Patriots play, which was really cool because I always wanted to see them uh, with a friend of mine who happened to be, he, he flew up to Boston to see him. And I remember we had a park, oh, geez, like a mile and a half from the stadium, had a walk. It was me at 600 pounds. I don't really know exactly how much, but I was definitely like right around that, if not maybe 650. Um, I was exhausted. I walked a mile and a half and I got to the seat and I sat down and I was just like, did not want to get up. Um, and the concert was one of those where, you know, a lot of people stand and I just sat through, for, through a lot of it. Cause I just didn't have the strength really to stand and be all into it. Um, and I remember that summer, my leg had swelled and I didn't really know why. And I didn't think of it. And like, I mean, I used to have my leg would, um, leak, like I would have fluid come out of my leg from it being swelled up. And what I actually had was a blood clot. And, um, so then in November of that same year, um, my wife and I drove to pick up a dog we were, uh, adopting in South Carolina. We live in Maryland. You no, know, uh, we stayed overnight at a hotel in North Carolina. And, uh, so what I'm getting at is the long trips don't help when you have blood clot cause it exacerbates it and can ca- can lead to, um, it becoming worse, like becoming, you know, trying up to your heart, to your lungs, depending where it goes, heart attack, pulmonary embolism, things like that. Um, So then I, about six weeks after that is when I had the pulmonary embolism on, I actually had it on um, December 29th into the 30th of 2016. I woke up, I was sitting in right near where I'm sitting right now. when I woke up because I fell asleep on my couch. I walked 20 feet to the bathroom and I was panting, gasping for air. That was one of the, that was some scary shit. Uh, it was the scariest moment of my life. Um, so I was, I went up going to the hospital. I didn't go the first day cause I was like, I didn't really know what was going on. Um, and then I went to the hospital the next day, which was New Year's Eve. And you haven't lived till you spent New Year's Eve in the hospital in the emergency room. And that night I was there and, oh boy, they, um, it was I was at one hospital in Baltimore, I won't say which one. And the admitting doctor actually said to me that she didn't know if I would be able to get on their MRI machine because of my size. And that the only one I might be able to go to is the one at the zoo, which I get that, you know, she's being possibly factual about that but the bedside manner was lacking um you know as a patient who was having trouble breathing who didn't know what was wrong and a doctor to say that you might only be able to be going on an MRI machine at the zoo was incredibly inconsiderate and rude um and I I wound up going to Johns Hopkins that night around 2 a.m got transported by ambulance and I was there for five days um, and it was diagnosed. That I had pulmonary embolism. Luckily it was not uh, not too serious. Um, a lot of people die from having PEs. And um, it was in a minor area where that medication could take care of getting rid of the clot. And it did over time. Um, and actually, so funny thing, so this is the first week of January now of 2017 and I lost 50 pounds in the hospital in five days because I had that much excess fluid, excess, whatever, just water weight and all that inside of me. Um, And then I went home and I was so happy to be home and I kind of just got back into my normal stuff. I didn't, I didn't not want to lose the weight. I didn't not want to get healthier. I didn't know how, um, and that was around the time I started follow accounts on Instagram. I didn't really use Instagram before that. And I saw people like obese to beast Transformational Truth, Fat Girl Fed Up, Possible Pat, people like that. And I saw them doing it. And it inspired me that I could do it. Oh, and another one was Ethan Still. But then I didn't i kept going on that year just as well as is i was kind of floating between 560 and 580 590 and i yo-yo back and forth and then in uh march of 2018 uh my grandfather passed away he actually had a pulmonary embolism a few months before he died so i i used to like to say that i It it was in his family history, but from his grandson. Um, But uh, so he died and that was very rough for me. That was really tough. um, Because he was always there. And then he wasn't and he hasn't been, you know. Um, uh, So he always wanted me to lose the weight and he wasn't heavy. He was skinny most of his life for the most part. But yeah, his relative his like his father and his brother were both heavier. um, And we have other family members that are. So I, I talked to him in like February of that year and I said, I would try and I would not right away. Um, So after a few weeks of, you know, grieving and all that, and then, my wife and I went to on a trip to Los Angeles in May. The reason we go to the trip in, to Los Angeles in May is because it's Mother's Day weekend. And um, I like to take my wife there because her mother passed away a few years before. So I, I like to try to try, schedule vacations on Mother's Day weekend. So that way she wouldn't have to sit around, see commercials on TV about Mother's Day and all that. So when we, we went on this trip to L.A., we, went for, we left on a Friday, came back on a Monday. We went to Dodger Stadium tour. We went to the Warner Brothers tour. We walked around in Hollywood. We stayed in Hollywood. We went to the Chinese theater, going on like all kinds of stuff in LA. And again, like the like before when I talked about Boston, I was exhausted. Um, I didn't walk then. And when we were on that trip, I just decided, I was like, I can't keep doing this. I just can't. I just kept doing it and I was just like, so exhausted. I was so tired. I was so like, and it's not how I should be. Like, I mean, I was wearing, I remember I was at Dodger stadium in May and I was wearing sweatpants because um, one of the side effects of my pulmonary embolism was my lymphatic system got damaged. At least that's what I've been told. And I had pooling uh, around my pelvis and it created this shape about the size of that football That's right behind me. If you're watching me on video and it was hanging from my pelvis and it would swing. And well, the problem is, is that when it hangs from my pelvis, it hangs pretty low and I can't wear shorts. First of all, because it goes where the shorts would go and there'd be like, it would go down like my leg and then it would, you'd see it through the shorts. I just hated how that looked. So I would wear sweatpants a lot or jeans that were very big. And I hated, I was in LA in May. It was hot and I'm in sweatpants and a t-shirt. And I just, it wasn't how I wanted to project myself. And I just wasn't happy about it. So then I, um, so we got back from LA, kind of still doing stuff as, as we were like normal. And then on July 1st or July 11th, sorry, of that year, I weighed myself on my, Scale goes up to 700 pounds, and I was 615, and I was eight pounds from my heaviest. And I was like, no, I can't do it anymore. So then on July 15th, I had started with this company called Slimming World. They kind of do it, it's a UK based Weight Watchers. Um, and I did that for about a year ish. Um, so I went, out, I joined it because I, I knew I'd seen some people on Instagram that had lost using Slimming World. One specifically was this guy named Jack Towers. He's not on Instagram anymore, but he lost, he was smaller than I was, but he had lost like 200 pounds. And I was like, all right, well, if he lose 200, I can at least lose a hundred. And so I joined Slimming World, did, did followed their program, um, which was basically like points, just like Weight Watchers. And I could eat potatoes and rice and different stuff. And basically you fill half your plate with green, then a quarter with protein, and a quarter with carbs. So I did this um, from July 15th. And by, I believe it was March, around March 15th of 2019, I lost hundred pounds and I felt great about it. I mean, as soon as I lost 70 pounds, like I saw it in my face, like my face looked so much thinner. And I just knew that this was the right, the right thing. That this is what I needed to do. Um, so, but going back to August of 2018, I went to this conference called black hat and Defcon in Las Vegas. It was in this, in August in Vegas, it was 115 degrees when we landed again, exhausted. We went to the Hoover dam. I couldn't walk the Hoover dam because I was so hot and tired, exhausted again. At that point I lost 21 pounds. Then in October, my wife and I, we had scheduled this trip to go to Paris and London. I'd never been to Europe. Went to Paris and London. Didn't rent a car. Flew. I was about five fifty ish. Had a great time. I could get around a lot better, even though I was only sixty five pounds lighter. Man, it was getting to be a world of difference. And I, you know, I was in London, and I wanted to see the Eagles, play, the Philadelphia Eagles play. Couldn't go to the game because tickets were crazy expensive. But I just been around the city and seeing all the sights seeing all the sights in Paris. I took French in high school and to see like Eiffel be in the Eiffel tower, to be in the Arc de Triomphe, be on top of it, to go to, you know, Buckingham palace, go to the palace of Versailles, to eat crepes in Paris, to eat a, to eat a Royale with cheese right on the Champs-Élysées. Any of these things that you might've heard of, I was doing, and I was doing it even at 550 pounds. I wish I would have lost the weight a lot sooner, but I didn't. And it's, it's, it's my path in 2019. Like I said, in March, I hit hundred pounds lost. And then the growth that I told you about the sw- hat hung from my pelvis. I got an appointment to have that removed through plastic surgery and along with some lymphedema on my stomach through a procedure called a paniculectomy P A N N I C U L E C T O M Y. So I got this done because this growth was causing me such balance issues. Also, after I lost a hundred pounds, it's a lot heavier because fifteen pounds on six hundred pounds versus fifteen pounds on five hundred pounds is a difference. It's it's more of a percentage of your weight. It was getting heavy, and it just really wasn't a way to live with it. So, in October of twenty nineteen, I got that take uh, removed, and it was life altering um it was about a week after my birthday i went into that surgery weighing 512 pounds basically since i lost my 100 pounds i maintained it for six months and when i came out of that surgery i weighed 460. so i lost 52 pounds again in the hospital at hopkins this time it was because of all the excess fluid fat that was removed i had this surgery. It's a some people, call, if, if men have it, they'll call it a male C section. Um, it's a hip to hip scar, and it some people lose their belly buttons. I didn't, I still have mine. Hip to hip scar, and it's serious recovery. I was out of work for about a month, and by January, I had uh been at home, so I was at home from like throughout of October, throughout October into November. In October, I was at home, so, you know, Halloween. So Halloween candy was around because I was waiting to get back to trick-or-treaters and I just would eat it I'd mean, eat more food. I'd eat some more stuff than I should have, but I was also recovering and I just didn't care. So I wound up gaining about 35 pounds back of what I had lost. On January 1st of 2020, I weighed 495. And again, I said to myself, enough was enough. So what I did was... I started to come up with other ways to lose weight. I had found different people's accounts. Some of the people are going to be guests on upcoming episodes. One of them is Gourmet Goes Keto. He reached out to me in August of 2019 and to be on his podcast, on the Fat Guy Forum. And I was flattered because I had almost no followers. I had, I didn't really tell my story. I just showed some pictures every now and then. I posted like sometimes not even once a month. And um, seeing people like his posts and others, I saw that it was possible I knew it was possible because I'd already lost 100 pounds, so I just needed to get back on the train. And in by March, I lost 10 pounds. That's not a lot, still 10 pounds. And then, as we all know, the pandemic hit, lockdown hit. couldn't go to work because of the area I work in so. I was at home. And the first month, I sat around and I watched the Avengers movies. And I was walking a little bit more. I was probably walking like 7,000, 8,000 steps a day, um, most days, not every day. And I was trying to be careful with my diet. And, you know, so by April, I'd lost another 10 pounds. So what I'd lost in two months, I now lost in one month. And then in May, in in early April, I'd sprained my ankle while I was out walking. So I kind of took it a little bit easier. I lost five pounds in April. That's when it really starts. So May 1st, I weighed 470. I decided that I'm not gonna let this time go to waste. Um, I don't know when I'm gonna have this much time at home again to not not do anything but pay attention to my own health. So during May, I decided to start walking every day, try to hit 10,000 steps. And I did for a lot of May. I walked 10,000 steps a day. Um, I think it was about 15 to 19 days in May of 2020. And I also focused on my diet. I was down to eating about 1,800 to 2,000 calories a day. I, was, I wasn't I drinking enough water. I was probably drinking half a gallon. Um, but I was serious. I was taking it seriously. And in May of 2020, I lost 20 pounds, 21 pounds, actually. And I was ecstatic. i had hit, i had hit 150 pounds lost, and I just was like, "All right, this is finally gonna keep going." Because for a while, I was just kind of stagnant. And but I was like, "All right," and I was under my lowest, which was post surgery, which was 460. I was now 450-ish. Um, and but then at the end of May, um, World Day week, is when I went back to work, some part time. And that Friday, I went to work and then I came home and I didn't feel like doing my steps. I got like under 5,000 steps that day. And that would be the last day that I missed 10,000 steps until December 7th. I was 191 straight days of 10,000 steps or more every day. Every day. Uh, Didn't matter if it rained. Didn't matter if it was windy. Didn't matter if it hailed didn't matter if it was a monsoon, a couple of days it was really pouring. I prepared. I went out and I did it. I would schedule times at work where I would set up a meeting in my Outlook calendar, so I would go walk for ten minutes, fifteen minutes, and that those ten and fifteen minutes add up. I would, would take a lunch and I would just go out and walk, and I would eat my lunch at my desk later. And so over the course of June and July, I lost another. 30 pounds in those two months, 10 in June, 20 in July. I was on a 420 by August. I was five pounds away from hitting my 200 pounds lost, which was a self-imposed goal of mine to start telling my story on podcasts. I don't know why. I just felt like I needed a big number. I really didn't. It could have been 50 pounds. It could have been 20 pounds. Everyone's stories are unique and significant. So by the end of August, I had hit 205 pounds lost, and I was ecstatic again because I just, I, I, I had no idea that I could even do that. I mean, granted, you could if you thought about it, if you did it in smaller increments. But when you're 623 pounds and you set your ultimate weight loss goal at being 250 pounds, which I'm still not at, I'm still well over 100 pounds away from it. You think that's unattainable? You really do, because it's just like it's a number. It's a, I mean it exists, but when you when I tell myself that I need to lose three hundred and sixty five pounds, that's a that's a lot. It's almost the size of two two regular people, depending on their height. So after um after I hit this weight loss, I went on some podcasts, talked about my story. The same time, I plateaued. I did not uh, get back, so I was at 410 in, on September 1st. I didn't get to under 400 until January. I was working with a registered dietitian. It didn't really work out too well. I just just didn't click with her. And then I went up working with a nutritionist. Uh, you can find him on Instagram, Transformational Truth Noah. Start working with him right around Christmas and it really helped. Um, since then I have lost give or take about 40 pounds. It's now May. So, you know, uh, let's say, let's say four and a half months. Uh, and his, his plans have really helped me. Um, and I, I've really just been able to focus and Follow his plans and he's there for emotional support and you know it's really it's really worked and I'm really hoping to keep it going and to keep seeing results and get to my goal weight sometime in 20 I'd like it this year but I'm more realistic of 2022 and because I really want to hit be under 300 pounds that's really just what I want because I I don't know the last time I was I mean obviously I think I was like junior high i mean that's crazy because um next year uh i celebrate my 20-year high school reunion and now i'm talking about being the same weight i was before i was in high school so it's probably 25 years ago um so my current diet because i like to talk about that is I do carb cycling and a combination of intermittent fasting with it. So I don't eat from around 9 p.m. at the latest every night until noon. So it's at least a 15 hour um, intermittent fast. Sometimes it's up to, sometimes it's more like, you know, 17, 18 hours, it just depends on the day, but it's at least 15. I also go to the gym three to four times a week. I work with a personal trainer once a week. All these are things that work for me. They might not work for you. They might work for you. I have no idea. Um, I work with personal trainer because I had no idea what I was doing in the gym. Like I would see the machines, I could do the machines, but I'm like, I don't know what I should do. Like, should I do all these machines? Should I just do arms? Should I just do legs? Should I do weights, free weights? I didn't know. So I work with her once a week and I'm really seeing some results there as well. Getting stronger, noticing how much more I can lift versus what I used to. I still do walk um I don't do ten thousand steps a day, but I do usually at least seven thousand ish um i I should get back into it, but life gets busy and you just kind of do what can you can do, and right now that's what I'm doing um so what I want to talk about now is I have you know other goals other than just weight loss, and some of them are. You know, I have in, this is May. So in June, um, my wife and I are expecting our first child, uh, daughter. And that is going to be life-changing. I already know that. And I am super excited to meet her. And she, when I was on, when I was on the Fat Guy Forum and Gourmet asked me, what is one fit, health, fitness, or weight loss a goal you have in the next year? And this was in, I was on his show in September of 20 of 2020. And I said that my wife and I would like to start a family. And here we are almost nine months later because it happened that month. (laughs) Um, So almost nine months later and we're expecting our first. So I'm like super thrilled. It's something that we've wanted for a long time. So some of the questions that I want to ask on the podcast to other guests, I'm going to, you know, answer here um what what made what made me start so I talked about you know it was all the exhaustion it was every time I go out of town I was exhausted I was exhausted walking long distances I went to the grocery store but I didn't go I would order it for pickup and then I would have them load in the car and then I'd you know sign their thing and that's it and I'd go home Or, you know, and now I go to the grocery store. So it's really, it was an accumulation of all these little things, basically basically death by a thousand paper cuts that I just needed to change. Um, So as far as, how about early on in my journey, how did I go about increasing my activity level? So in the beginning, I did not like, walk a lot. So I walked like two to 3000 steps a day. I I don't call that a lot. So for some people it's a lot. It just, it's all relative. So what I did slowly was I had, I bought a Fitbit and I was like, you know, I'll just track it. And I saw what my baseline was. And then because I work work in a large complex. So then I decided to um, just up it a little bit. So I was like, all right, well, if I do two to 3000, why don't I just do 3000 every day? And once I hit 3,000 every day for three weeks straight, I went to 4,000. And I once I hit that for th- a month or so straight, I went to 5,000 and six and seven. I stayed at seven for a while. I stayed at seven till last year in 2020 when I decided to start walking. And I was at seven at first and then I did about two weeks of seven in a row. I was like, all right, it's time to just, and I could have went to eight. but I was like, you know what? It's time to just go to 10 because even if I don't hit 10 every day, I'll at least get close. And and it really was time to go to 10. And, you know, that was one way. Another thing was I started going to the gym, I went to the gym before the pandemic, and I would go to the pool. And I would also, you know, um, use some machines, but mostly I just like to use in the pool, because it was, I like swimming. And then I slowly evolved. And I would, um, as far as going to the gym, I would, I didn't, I used to swimming for a while because of COVID. I didn't want to, I was a little leery about using machines and weights, but then after, um, around the same time in the fall, after I had stagnated for a bit in December, I went to meet with a personal trainer and I started going with them and I would every week just learn something new. Cause I, I it was exercise I didn't know how to do. And, you know, I mean, I'm a big guy, but I wasn't lifting heavy weights. Uh, but I'm learning how to, how to do it better. And then to eventually work up to lifting heavier weights. <clears throat> um, what are some of my cheat or treat meals? I like to call them treat meals instead of cheat, because I believe that you can include them in your plan. Um, now, depending if you're keto or whatever, it might be different, but. So I, I would always have early on. I would always have Chinese food once a week. It's just so something I, what we like to get or pizza and I still get it occasionally, but it's usually included in my high carb days. Um, but I usually don't get Chinese too often because it's so much sodium. Um, but I'll have pizza, I'll have wings, stuff like that. Um, I'll also like go to like Qdoba or Chipotle sometimes, or get like a hoagie from, uh, Jersey Mike's, you know, some, some stuff that I like that I used to have, um, try to stay away from like sweets, like ice cream, cake, stuff like that. For the most part, If there's an event like birthday baby shower coming up. Uh, I'll have it there. But again, it's, it's included in my high carb days. So it's kind of built in. Um, I, I believe that you have to have these because you're going to go kind of crazy if you don't. And it's just my own opinion, but you're going to see, everyone enjoying you're gonna see people enjoying stuff or see ads on tv see billboards as you're driving here ads on the radio or on podcasts and you're just gonna you're gonna want something so i feel like it it depends on it. everyone's different but some people need it some people don't i found that i just wanted it occasionally so that's why i do it um then to end the podcast i will have a section called brett's corner every week where i just ask some questions so uh the first question that i ask is because it's not related to weight loss is what is one movie tv show or interest you are most excited for in the coming year or event not interest um so like my biggest thing uh right now is that i'm anticipating is the next james bond movie being it's the 25th james bond comes out november supposed to come out last april in 2020 uh and it's daniel craig's final james bond movie i'm a huge bond fan and i cannot wait to see how 007 until how daniel craig winds up his role as 007 in the final bond film um kind of taken off of gourmet's uh question i have what are two non-health related goals you have for the next year so my first one is um to hold my daughter because that's I can't even imagine what that'll be like to see her face. I mean, I saw her face in an ultrasound, but that's different. And then my second goal is that next year to celebrate her first birthday, I want to have a family um, beach trip to either the Outer Banks or Myrtle beach. And I think it'd be a good time like around a beach house or rent a house near the beach and just hang out for a week. All right. So uh, another question I have is what have you discovered about yourself during your journey or transformation that you didn't previously know? And mine, it really is my drive. Um, I mentioned it before in other podcasts, but I didn't know I had it in me to keep going. Like when I did the 191 straight days of 10,000 steps, I didn't know I could do that. I I thought it was crazy. I started out by just, I wanted to hit 300,000 steps in June and that was 30 days, 10,000 steps a day. I didn't even want to hit, I didn't even necessarily need to hit it every day. I just wanted to hit that number. I hit like 425,000 steps in June, which is a lot. Um, So yeah, so it was really my drive and just my consistency. And then uh, another question I have is on days you find yourself lacking motivation to stay on track with exercise and nutrition, How do you keep moving forward and progressing? I'll tell you right now, I'm not perfect. I have days where I snack. I have days where I have pretzels from the vending machine. I have days where I get something from Dairy Queen. Nobody's perfect. So get that out of your mind right now. Instagram is not reality. Um, So on days I'm lacking motivation, I try to think of the things that I want. I try to think of holding my daughter. I try to think of, being able to buy some new clothes in a smaller size. I'm currently be able to go to Kohl's, which is amazing compared to going to DXL and overspending. I think of just being able to buy stuff that's not in the big and tall section one day. Or like eventually going to a theme park or, you know, sitting in sitting in a booth. That's something that I was able to experience in the last year. Sitting in a booth and not having to worry about if I'm going to fit. Um, stuff like that. I just try to, try to think of small non-scale goals that I want to achieve. I don't think of the number because, you know, as I build muscle, muscle is more than fat. So I actually, I've been kind of throughout April and May, I've kind of been stagnant on my weight, but I'm definitely not the same weight I was. So while my fat's going down, I think my muscle's going up. So it's, kind of weird because I'm wearing smaller, I'm wearing slightly smaller clothes or they look looser on me, but I'm like not losing a number on the scale. So just remember that like you have to motivate yourself sometimes. You're not going to get it from a quote. You're not going to get it from a podcast. You're not, even this one as great as it might be. um, You're not going to get it anywhere else. You got to be able to keep yourself going just stay consistent trust the process that's what the sixers do right um, trust the process you'll get there you just need to be able to trust in yourself and believe that you'll get there and final question if i if you saw someone who was in a similar situation to how you were what would you what would be three pieces of advice you would give them one i would ask them first if they would mind me talking to them about their weight because I know, I know that if someone came up to me when I was 600 pounds, I'd tell them to fuck off. And that's just the truth. So second, I would say, hey, I used to be, I used to be, this, I used to be 600 pounds. I lost nearly 250 pounds through diet and exercise, consistency, accountability, and drive. Would you like to know how I did it, or maybe I can help you? Third, um, I would just tell them that you know, it's not it's not impossible. It might seem improbable, it might seem crazy, it might seem like something that you'd only see on my Six Hundred Pound Life or some other TLC or Bravo show, but it's not. It is dual. It is you are. Able to do it. And that's what I would tell them. Well, that's about going to wrap it up here on this very special first episode of the Becoming More podcast. Again, I am happy that you're here with me for this journey. I hope you'll keep coming back every week. And next week, we're going to have a very special guest, Gourmet Goes Keto, Mike Gorman. He's going to join me and we're going to discuss something's keto, something's accountability maybe some things, Marvel or movies or DC, not really sure yet, but I cannot wait for you to hear him on the podcast. Until then you can reach me at becoming Brett on Instagram, becoming Brett 19 on Facebook and becoming more pod on, um, on Instagram as well for the podcast and Becoming becomingbrett.com. And so until next time, Keep being awesome.